What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. It's Monday. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope you caught a lot of fish. I hope you had a successful tournament. I hope it was a great weekend, guys. Uh, you, you deserved it. Uh, I got, I mean, I do got some complaints. I don't, I can't lie. Uh, I had a tournament this weekend at Otisco Lake, which is one of my favorite lakes, and I bombed. It was an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, I had a plan A, a plan B, and didn't stick to either one of them, and that that's what happened. Um, it was a disaster, but I still had a lot of, you know, fun. I caught a few fish. I uh, got to see all my buddies. Uh, a good friend of mine, he took first place. Uh, so it was a good weekend. Um, you know, that's how tournaments go, especially when you're at the skill level I am. You don't always, you don't always do that great. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's fun, man. I, I love the game. Um, but yeah, I got to camp out. Uh, my son was up there with me. We got to play around a little bit. Uh, you know, it was a good weekend for me. I hope everyone else has something similar, uh, something worth talking about. Make sure you tag me some pictures. Let me know what's going on. I love hearing from you guys. Love seeing you guys catch fish. Love seeing you guys be successful tournaments. Uh, love to hear what you guys got to say in general. So always tag me, po- you know, post some things with me, uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, not much going on this weekend for me but some of you people are traveling to kentucky lake and i wish you nothing but the best travels and a great time this coming weekend uh be careful uh be careful on the roads um whatever just safe travels and have a good time uh, it's a big event uh everyone's talking about it I, you know i i should have signed up for it this this covid19 thing kind of ruined my uh my immediate future plans but uh i'm, I'm gonna try to fix it up and, and and salvage the rest of the season and make it some of those big tournaments but uh yeah, man. Good luck to everyone. And I can't wait to see the results. Make sure you tag me and hit me up uh, you know, about the tournament. So maybe I'll get you on the show. We'll talk some shit. But uh, and that, let me just go ahead and take some time to thank my supporters. Uh, Outdoorsman Coffee, uh, David Cruz, good friend of mine, uh, avid kayak angler, a veteran. Um, you know, stay caffeinated and get your caffeine from uh, one of your own. But uh, use uh, Dark Waters 15, get yourself a discount. But uh, yeah, get some coffee, man. Like no point going out and fishing without it. Uh, X Zone Lures, uh, my guys for plastic. That's what I go to for my plastics. I love their products. Uh, they're a big support of the show, and I can't think of enough. Uh, if you need plastics, check them out. Use uh, Capital D, Capital W, fifteen or something discount. But uh, use X Zone Lures. I love them. Uh, but other than that, we'll jump right into the show. Kurt Smiths. He's this has got to be like his third or fourth time on the show. Uh, and that tells you a lot about the guy. I, I love having him on here. He's smart, educated about the game. Uh, he's won big tournaments, a former national champion, the KBF. He's won, uh, the, I think, the Norman, whatever. He, he, he won a, he's won some Hobie event or just won a, a recent Hobie event before COVID-19. That's about the last time I talked to him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it was great to have him on the show. He came on. Uh, we talked a lot about the Kentucky Lake, why it's important, why people are excited, and, you know, a lot of good energy going into that tournament. And, you know, I wish I could be there. But uh talked about that, and then uh, – you know, I had some issues this past weekend uh, competing in my tournament. And there's some things I wanted to talk to him about and pick his brain about because, you know, it's, this is all a learning experience. Um, and people can learn from my failures. And if I can get better from talking to someone, you know, maybe things I can look at doing in my next tournament, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good stuff. So glad I could have someone like him uh, pick his brain and uh, work through some shit. But uh, I love having Kurtz on there. Make sure you guys follow him. Um, and uh, you know, good luck to him this weekend. You know, he'll be at Kentucky Lake getting after it. So. But yeah, that's about all I got, guys. Uh, you know, good luck. Have a great time this week. Um, make sure you guys check out uh, Slay Nation. Uh, their their tournament is a team tournament uh, nationwide. 
Uh, but make sure you check him out. I'm involved. I mean, my partner, we're doing, we're putting up some numbers. He's, I got to catch up with him. He's, he's doing a lot better than I am. But make sure you check out Slay Nation. Uh, my, my boy Frank, he's always doing great things over there. Uh, great charity events and just keeping people entertained. I love it. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Man, we'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao. All right, Kurt, we're uh, recording. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, man. Good, good. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, last time I talked to you, it was like it felt, it literally felt like the day before the uh, COVID-19 uh, really came into effect and everything kind of went haywire. It was like right after a big win, uh, and we just didn't know what was going to happen. And a week later, the whole country is on lockdown. So lots, lots happened. A uh, lot's changed. A uh, lot's coming up. Uh, but it's, it's good to get in the show. Uh, I know you got a big one coming up uh, this following weekend. Uh, but what's been going on for the last few months? Like, how's life been for you? Uh, you know, it's been crazy, like for everybody else. You know, I'm in Ohio, and we were locked down for, I don't know, five or six weeks pretty for the most part. I mean, you could fish and stuff, but you really weren't supposed to travel anywhere. And, you know, and, and, and kind of where I live, there's not like a lot of really good fishing, like within a couple hours. You know what I mean? If I really want to have a good time and really, like, have a chance at multiple – decent fish i gotta travel a little bit so it's been kind of lame man <laughs> i ain't gonna lie it's just fishing a lot of local stuff you know and I, and I like fishing local but it's just you know i i really do like to this time of year hit those bigger lakes you know yeah yeah well ohio you guys have had a, a few uh recent tournaments i know brad hicks has been placing well in them um so you know what's what's going on in ohio right now um right now they got the buckeyes got one going on or just had one going on last weekend buckeye uh, kayak fishing did um an online one um you know honestly i'm not sure what's coming up in ohio next weekend i'm so focused on kentucky lake man i mean i'm i've got i got blinders on i've just been doing map study i've watching old youtube old old tournament videos i mean i'm just going over like just you know everything for that man i'm so focused in on that i've kind of you know, I don't even know what's going on, to be honest with you, besides that. <laughs> well, what, what makes Kentucky Lake so special? Because you're not the only person. Like, a lot of people, it's just like there's something just, I don't know, mesmerizing or just maybe it's just classical. I don't know. But, like, a lot of people are excited about Kentucky Lake. And I, I don't think it's just because, you know, everything's starting to open up and, and people are able to get out and travel more and get back to what we were doing uh, prior to COVID-19. But it, it just seems like everyone treats, like, Kentucky Lake like this magical place. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Like, what, what's the, what's the big deal behind Kentucky Lake? Well, I mean, the big deal behind Kentucky Lake is Kentucky Lake. It is massive, man. It's something like almost 300 miles from the most northern point to the southern point on it. Uh, it's a Tennessee chain lake. So think about all the good fishing on the Tennessee chain lakes, man. It's just like every single lake fishes awesome. They fish a little different, but they all fish awesome. And then it gets down to Kentucky Lake, and it is just so big. I mean, I fish coves on Kentucky Lake that are bigger than any lake I fish in Ohio. Wow. I mean, it, it, the lake is just so massive. So with it being so big, it is so incredibly varied. There's thousands of creeks. You know, I mean, 
there's just so many creeks to pick from. You don't even know what to do. You know, I mean, it's like, and, and for some people that's hard to break down and for other people it becomes magical because they cover a lot of water and they find that sweet spot. You know, they have Florida strain bass were released in there years ago and they recently put a, you know, a few hundred thousand more in. So now you're talking mixing with the genetics of the ones that were already there. You're getting these crazy, uh, uh, fish that just do all types of crazy things, man. I mean, they just, they get real big. They're super aggressive. Um, man. And, and, and just because it is so varied. So now you have ledge fishing, right? You know, that's a total yeah. world unto itself and how to fish. And then you have each bay has these secondary ledges that are coming off the main lake and they have Creek channels and river channels and old buildings and old roads. I mean, it just goes on and on and and then and then and then and then add in Barkley. <laughs> I mean you just blow your mind, you add in Barkley, and Barkley's shallower, it's not as big, but it's still huge. It's shallower and it's just a uh, man, it just has a lot more vegetation in it. It has a lot more of these like slewish backwater areas in it. Um man, it's just that's what's so uh, to me that's what's so magical is that no matter where you're from in the country you can go there and find something you can relate to and catch quality fish on. Um, because, you know, you hear sometimes you hear people call a, where a wind's going to come from on a lake, right? They're like, yeah. it's going to be a, a ledge bite. It's going to be on points. Man, I don't think you can do that in Kentucky Lake. I think you can win it almost anywhere on that lake with dramatically different styles, depths, temperatures of water. I mean, being 300-something miles long almost – I mean, the, the southern part of the lake fish is totally different than the northern part of the lake in the springtime, right? Right. I mean, they'll be full-blown spawn in the south, and in the north, they'll be pre-spawn, or vice versa, post, post and in-spawn. I mean, yeah, it's there, – there's I mean, it's just cool, man. It's just so different. Well, how do you – you know, just being an Ohio guy, like, how do you prepare for something like this? I mean, you, you know, you, do you, are you – have you felt like just throughout your, uh, your whatever you want to call it, a fishing career that you've – fish enough variety of water that you're not kind of you're kind of like where a lot of people are who are like just kind of like set in their ways that you know there's some people who are just the grass is where like me I, I i only feel comfortable if there's grass or you know some kind of vegetation that that that, that, that you know that i feel comfortable with i'm not much of a ledge guy you know i tried bed what's up all that later on i tried bed fishing for the first time my, my last tournament and it was a disaster uh you know, I'm, I'm, i have like these certain things that i'm good at and then there's certain things i try to stick to because when i don't um you know, my plan goes to shit. I start panicking, and then I start going all over the place, and it's just not, it's just a bad day for me. Whether it's a tournament fish or not, like, wh- how do you feel as an angler about, like, are you ready for variety of different types of, of fishing, or, or do you try to cling to your strengths, especially for something like this? I mean, are, are, are you been around enough where, like, you, you can be kind of flexible with what you're going to do at a tournament this, this size? Well, I, I feel like I'm always expanding my toolbox, right? You know? I'm definitely a finesse guy, right? There's, you can talk to anybody, man. I'm a Texas rig finesse guy. That's that's my go-to. And I'm always going to fish that no matter what lake I go to. I'm going to have a couple Texas rigs tied on. I'm going to have a jig tied on. That's my go-to stuff. And I'm always going to have that stuff there. But I've been expanding my, you know, just the tools in there, man. Like I've been working on bladed jigs a lot this this year. You know, and that's one of the kind of the nice things I actually I should have said uh, with COVID being down. I've actually worked on my uh, fishing bladed jigs, so now I'm actually comfortable with it. 
And I'll tell you, before this year, I was not comfortable fishing bladed jigs. If you said that was what's going to take the win, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to win then. <laughs> you know, where now I feel like, well, I might be able to squeeze in there with some other guys that throw these two now because, uh, you know, there, there's a certain technique. There's a certain way to fish them. Certain ones work better than others, man. And contrary to what the Internet says, it's not the jackhammer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jackhammer is an awesome bait, but there are other ones out there that fish better in certain situations. Right. You know? Um, and, 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 I, and I think that's what's one of the things that's underrated about that bait, too, is that there are a lot of different styles of that bait. But anyway, I mean, that's one of the things I've been working on, right? I've been diving into the depths of it, you know, because before I'd be like, well, I'm just going to tie a jackhammer on. You know, now I'm like, well, you know, is it moving water? How muddy is it? How right, deep is right. the structure we throw in next to? Do I really want the most biggest thump and loudest noise? Or do I just want to displace a lot of water? You know, now I have all these other considerations I put into it. Um, so I feel like with that knowledge, you know, that's one more thing I'm going to throw at Kentucky Lake that normally I would never throw that at Kentucky Lake, you know. But I, you know, and, and I got to see Dwayne uh, Taft. I didn't see him. He was in the same creek as me. Uh, use the bladed jig and win $100,000 on it for his national championship. So... It is a viable thing down there on Kentucky Lake, right? And, uh, yeah. And that's just another new technique. So, you know, I'm bringing a bunch of stuff. You know, I'm going to throw crankbaits. I'm going to throw spinnerbaits. I'm going to throw bladed jigs. I'm going to throw all my finesse stuff. Um, and you got to be a little flexible because, you know, sometimes it's not going to be your strength that's the, the, the lure that's going to do it. You know what I mean? It's just sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. But I'm a firm believer like you, man. Fish your strengths. When you find something good that you can fish in a tournament that plays into your strengths, fish that. Don't don't try to force it with something else where you're like, I'm going to totally gamble on this. It's way better to fish your strengths. Yeah. Because then if it doesn't work out, you can back off that and go gamble, and it's not a big deal. Right. Right? But if you gamble first, then you never know if, you're, if you made a big mistake, you know? Yeah. What do you feel about – yeah, because like one of the problems I had this week, I'll just go ahead and like just throw it out there. Like, uh, it's it's a Finger Lake. Um, uh, you know, went out there pre-fish. I found fa- fa- found the smallies. The smallies were on beds, uh, and they were and they were all like, along this wall for miles and miles. And like every, yeah, I would say like 10, 20 feet or yards, you'd find two or three of them. You know, anywhere between like 18 to 20 inch. You know, like like fish. Like oh, if you man, caught, if you, fish. you know, say if you caught them, like, like I could have won it. Um, uh, if everything would have went right. Um, it was, it was, like, I wouldn't say a guarantee that I was going to catch it, but it was like, I, it was like the only guarantee I knew where fish were. Cause we, for, I don't know if the, the largemouth came off bed and they went back into like that post spawn pattern or whatever. And they, they were just out deep or what, a lot of people weren't catching largemouth this weekend for some reason. It was really, it was really confusing. So I put my eggs in one basket. I'm like, okay, I know where the smallies are. I'm going to go there early in the morning. I got about two hours before the wind really kicks in. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go attack the beds and worst case scenario, the uh, the wind comes in. I'll fish the wind, and, 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 I, and I found some areas that you know had some grass. They were close to the beds. I'm like, okay, th- this could be okay. But I, I put on my I put everything on those uh, the smallmouth. And what do you know? Two hours you know, into it, I had caught a single smallmouth. I couldn't get them to bite anything. It was just <laughs> it was a disaster. The wind came in. I was lucky enough where like I got like I said they were so predictable where they're at that I was able to 
remember where they were at. So, because even when the wind was blowing, I thought, oh, there he is, there he is. And I, and I caught one blind that I just remember from the day before where they were at. And that was the only one I caught for the day on. But like the wind came in, blew everything out. Uh, I tried to fish the wind, you know, and fish those grass areas, hoping that I would get a, you know, a bite out of there. And, and, I, and like in two hours, I fell apart. Like I was like, nothing is working. And they say, you know, I, you know, I start going across, up and down the lake. And to go across the lake is probably about, you know, half a mile, maybe a little bit more to get across the lake. I went across that lake twice or three times. That's what, and I, and I, and I, I pedal. I don't have, I don't have the, uh, the motor. <laughs> so that's, that's where I was. Like, like my patience went out the window. My, you know, instead of just, you know, really just, you know, hammering a, you know, a piece of water and just and, and trying to make it work. I'm panicking. And I'm going across the lake. Nothing's working here. Nothing's working. And, and I hear sometimes eliminating water is what you want to do, but not. I don't feel like you really want to do that on game day because who knows? Maybe if I would have been patient and I worked those areas, worked those problems in those certain bodies of water I was in, I might have had more success. Because I can tell you what, I didn't have any success running across that lake like an asshole trying to find a body. <laughs> <laughs> spending ten minutes here, spending ten minutes there. But you know, when you got when you're in a tournament, you want the fish, you know, and so you're going to this big lake with this big body of water. Like, how do you, how do you decide what you're going to do based on, you know, like it's fishing. So we always know that thing, that variable's going to come in. And it, just because yeah. you have a plane, like I had, it doesn't work out. Uh, and, and, you know, me and you talked about the, the mental part of this of not breaking down uh, and not losing your mind and, and staying focused and staying in the zone or whatever it is you need to do. And I obviously didn't do that. But, you know, like, what do you do? Like, when you're, when you're in a tournament, money's on the line. You got your plan. You got your plan. Plan B. Uh, both. Nothing's happening. Like, wh- what do you do? Like, wh- yeah, so, you, so you had a plan B, right? So that, that that's a big thing that a lot of people don't do. They don't have a, a solid plan B. And you know, you want to you want to have a plan B as close to where your plan A is, so you don't spend you know you don't burn up a lot of time transitioning from one to the other. And the other thing is, man, have a plan C. Have a plan D. I kid you not, man. I kid you not. Anymore, I have, you know, I try to go as deep as I can. I really do. I try to I try to get on some different patterns, you know, especially if I go pre-fishing and I have some luck and I get a pattern started early. And I try to switch to something else just to keep having them. And then and if I get something else, I just immediately try to switch to something else. Um, you know, I East West Harbor, man, where, you know, my first pro win, you know, even though I was seventh overall because they had the trail series there too, you know, I went to four different spots, right? Or five, excuse me, five different spots. And it was the fifth one that saved my butt. You know what I mean? And, and that was because everything fell, fell apart. Like you said, you know, and, and I was just determined not to, not to let that stop me because, you know, I had to get in my car twice, yeah. You know, so that's a big deal on tournament day to reload in your car, especially with my setup. I mean, it takes me a minute to load and unload, you know, and it it's just you just don't want to get back in your car on tournament day, man, until it's all over with. Well, just keeping that positive mental attitude, man, and keeping focus like, you know, I you just know that you can catch them and you just know that there's another place to go to where there's going to be another opportunity. And you just need to you just need to really shut everything else out. And I tend to be kind of good at that. For good and bad, I get very laser-like focused in my life on stuff, man. I get really obsessed by things. And, man, I can push lots of stuff to the side. Um, and, and that helps a lot of times, but it also can be detractive, like, when you're trying to be, like, a social person in life, you know? <laughs> right. Well, like, well, how do you, like, when you go, when you go through that process, because I guess I'm in this weird place because, you, you know, 
because there's so much you can do with that, that that one body. Like this place, you decide this is where you wanted to fish. Like you had success there on three fish. You found whatever <laughs> patterns you found. Obviously, you have your plan A, plan B, and if you're really fancy, you get your C, D, and all those other ones. But uh, you know, like how you decide, like how you want to work the problem, or not. You know, I know there's different ways you can do it, but like you know, like the, to waste time on a body of water. Like you know, I don't mean like wasting time, but like you're trying different things. Like you know, like you spend time. Working the problem out with different uh, different lures, different uh, uh, d- different presentations and things like that. Like, wh- where's the point where like, okay, nothing is going to work in this area. It's time to bail and move to these areas. Because that's I guess that's the part where I am now. It's like, you know, I have my base that I'm really comfortable with. I throw, I throw. You know, an hour goes by, nothing works. That's when I start to panic. That's where like, well, maybe I should go over here. Maybe I should go over there. And, yeah. and, and I, I know I know there's a time and a place for everything, but you know, it's just. When is that time? When is that time? Where is, is that place? Exactly. That's like the hardest part, like on game day, because it's not like pre-fishing where you're not meant to uh, win those days. Those are the days that you're trying to figure the lake out, figure out where to be, or not where to be, but where, where they could be, you know, the different uh, terrain features, like things like that. So that, that, that that's different. But on game day, it's like, you know, move, move, like moving across the lake, you know, at 30, 40 minutes to get to, get to another point. If I'm panicking, you know what I mean? Like, this is not yeah. working. I'm going to go all the way over here. You know, but like there's things like did, did I stay at that one body of water? Did I did I throw a different? Did I present the bait? It, that okay. is the single hardest thing to answer because there isn't a right answer to that, man. Right. You know, I, 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 I'm gonna quote Jason Lambert here, man. You know, love him or hate him. You know, he was at I can't remember what tournament this was, but we were talking about I think it was Seminole, and he crushed it on day one, but it all happened like in the last hour. Right. He caught all his fish in the last hour of the tournament. So he sat in that place for the whole day and nothing happened the second day for him. Right. I mean, he got like three fish or, or whatever he got. It just wasn't it wasn't what he needed. And, you know, it. when do you make that call to say, hey, man, this isn't working, you know, like like when at East West Harbor, when I moved so much now, if I would have stuck it out fishing docks or fishing the riprap or fishing these weed beds would they eventually bit yeah maybe <laughs> maybe maybe and maybe i should have stayed maybe i would have gotten first at both the events right you know the trail in it because it would have been the 20s would have turned on right maybe you know and that's happened before too man where i've sat in a spot where like i knew the fish were there and i sat there all day and it paid off, but man, it's that's such a hard thing to answer, and that's where having a cool collective head it comes into it. Because if you start, you know, if you start down that road, like I gotta switch spots, I gotta switch spots, I gotta switch spots, I gotta switch spots, more than likely it's gonna go that way. You're gonna keep switching spots, you're gonna get there and make three, four casts, and it's not gonna be right, you know. Um, you know, just going back on some of my experiences, like on Norman. You know, the, that's what the bass boats were doing, man. I had all these bass boats fishing around me at Lake Norman. They, but they'd come in, they'd make two casts, and then leave. Literally, they just buzz up to this point, one, two, and leave. Man, I swear to God, it was on my fourth cast every single time, right? And it was because I was being super patient, and I was going really slow because these fish were pressured or whatever their reason was for not biting that day. And but that is, that, that's the hardest question to answer. And there is no right or wrong answer, man. It's just like when you feel it's time to switch, just switch it up, man. If you feel like it's not working and that's going to be the death of you for that tournament, man, set that spot aside, go somewhere else. Cause you don't want to, 
have those negative thoughts running through your head every single cast. Because when you do, if you're like me, I just go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And and more than likely, that's not the right answer. Because if you're having a hard time catching them, more than likely, you got to go slower, right? You know? But I mean, if I start getting those negative thoughts in my head, that's exactly what I do, man. I find that real just constantly turning them. And I'm constantly casting them, constantly turning. I'm getting mad. I'm gritting my teeth, you know. And and that, that that's the time to leave, man. I, I really think it's more on just keeping your mental attitude. And, and whenever you feel like it's time to leave, that's the time to leave, man, and commit to it. When you do it, set set the – just commit to it, man. Set the other side – set that other spot. Act like it's dead to you. And just commit to the new one 100%, man. Full focus on it. Full bore on it. Don't don't even think about the old spot after that because you're done with it, you know. Right. You just got to set that stuff aside. And, and that's like, you know, that's what you're describing, I think, is like the biggest hurdle for tournament guys to do well. You right. know, myself included, man. That, that happens to me too, man. I, if things fall apart and I get a bad mental attitude, man, it's just I'm done. I'm not fishing well, you know. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Ryan Lambert the other day when he came on the podcast, and that was one of the questions I asked him was about, like, you know, I, I fished three to four times a week. I've been doing it for a few years now. Um, and we we're talking about, like, but well, what's the difference? Because there's other people who, who, who've been doing it longer and, and better me. They still have a hard time competing with guys that are that upper echelon, like Russ Snyder, Josh Stewart, Derek Brundle, you know, the, the list of all these great anglers. And, like, I was, you know, you know, Ryan having, you know, he's, he's fished with them, and he's talked to them, and he's, He's he's cash checks and I'm like yo, what's the difference between you know those kind of guys and, and my kind of guys? It's like it's it, it is the mental game. It's the, it's the mental part of it. It's, it's uh you know like I when I described my tournament this weekend, it was a disaster because and I can tell you know, my biggest getaway was like you panic, you never stay patient, you never like you let your emotions get you away from like solving the problems. Uh, you know, so instead of solving a problem, you're just running across the lake like a crazy man trying to find a bite like. <laughs> Like desperately, you know, instead of working these problems, and they, that's the difference when you look at some of these these better angles at yourself. Like it seems like you guys just don't like you guys just have it all here. Like, like if your confidence level is is, is better, it's uh, you know, you, 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 especially when you watch them on the video down at like the, the ten. Like these guys aren't panicking; they're they're working these grass areas or whatever areas they're in, and they're making these things happen. And it, it's like, well, they're just fishing the same areas that we do, but the, the way they're breaking it down and the way they're not. I guess the expectations of what a spot's supposed to do, I guess, is different than what, like me. Like, if it doesn't happen, like, I need, I need, I need answers right away, and you know, and, and that's just that's just something that doesn't happen in fishing. And what you said, there's a lot to it, man. Having the confidence to fish slow, right? Having the confidence to say that spot is now dead to me. I'm moving to my B spot, and I'm going to focus in on that. Is it, it, it's hard, man, and it's one of those things. It, you're not born with it. It's like something you have to learn to like mentally process and walk through. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it really is. I think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's the big difference between a lot of guys is that, you know, some of us have been fortunate enough to have a, a, a big win and get, you get that break. Right. So now you got that confidence, you know, to fish the way you want to fish where when you don't have that, I think that can, it's, it's a little harder just to, to bring that out of yourself, you know, but right. that's, but that's this game, man. I mean, that's, that, that's this game. It is so much mental. And I feel like that in everything in life, if your head's in the right place, everything follows. Right. Yeah. But if your head's not in the right place, everything seems to be a disaster and falling apart all the time, you know, cause what, you know, what you should be doing when you say what I got out of it was I just scrambled all around the lake 
was I got to stop doing that. Yeah. I learned a super valuable lesson that's going to save me so much time and frustration in the future that this is not the thing to do because there's always something to be learned, man. And, and that's one of the things. I mean, some of my worst tournaments I've learned the most in. You know, I learned like whether it's a technique, how to behave differently, how to prepare differently, where to stay different, whatever. The, there's always a lesson in these tournaments to take to, to help you improve for the next tournament. You know, and it's always a building blocks, right? You know, you, you yeah. take all your experiences from that last tournament that were bad and you just start figuring out ways to work around those those things. And you take that building block and you set it up and then you're going to set another building block on top of that and another one on top of that, you know. Um, and, and, you know, and the thing is, is everyone has those days where you just mentally break down, man. I've had them. Everyone I've talked to has had a bad day where they left the lake early. They, yeah. just, they just they just had enough, man. They lost two rods. They broke a couple rods, whatever it is. Everybody's had those days, you know. And that's, the, and that's the thing that everyone, you know, that you should take, everyone should take from that is everyone has them, man. So when you have one, just take a lesson from it, learn from it, man. Move on and set it behind you and just keep, you know, keep looking ahead, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the big thing I want to talk about. I like that. I had a, uh, it was just a. I don't know. I had fun. It was great to see all the guys because, you know, we just now started having our tournaments up here, uh, our second in-person tournament. So it, it wasn't like a horrible weekend, but it was just like, I guess the, the, the problem was like, I felt confident going into uh, game day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I had the confidence. Like, I got a plan. It seems like a solid plan. Uh, it, it, in theory, it could have been if I knew how to work it right. Because the guy that won the tournament, we're the ones who found the bed fish together. He wanted off the beds, but to find out, he spent like two hours you know like he, he caught like he, he spent like an hour trying to catch one bed fish and he ended up getting the three fish that put him ahead of everyone but he was patient didn't panic stuck to his plan was willing to die by that plan because that was the only thing he felt confident in that would win him uh the tournament you know and, well, and i didn't want to say that to you that you just gotta I, you know, I know, I, I know. because that's bed fishing man that's bed fishing and, and, and that's why it's such a gamble because you might fish all day and end up with four fish you know what I mean? Just because you spend hours and hours on each one of those fish. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent on a single fish during a tournament. Man, I spent half a day on a single fish in a tournament. Yeah. Before and, and you know, but that's bed fishing, you know, because because if they do bite every couple hours, you're gonna be good. But gosh, man, that's a couple hours long time to be waiting, especially when you can see them. Yeah. You know, and you're throwing stuff at them and. Oh, well, yeah. not, not to mention, like, I'm, I'm pretty decent, like, with, like, largemouth, but, like, like I've never really fished small uh, smallmouth on beds. I always, like, you know, I've only been, like, even fishing for smallmouth for, like, two years now because it's not, like, something I grew up with back home in Florida. So, you know, trying to find a, <laughs> trying to find a small bed, you know, a smallmouth bed is a lot different to me than trying to find a largemouth. And I don't know, it's just different to me. And so here I am, like, I decided, like, this weekend I was going to be a small, I was going to, I was going to fish beds. You know, <laughs> this is another dumb before, and I had a little bit of success with it. I thought that was my new my new thing and it was it's like you said like maybe but like if you don't have that kind of patience to like where you've done it enough or like you i mean he said that he said like it took took him an hour to catch one fish one time um and and that's just that was how he did it and it's just like i i haven't developed that kind of skill yet or that kind of mindset to be able to sit on a fish that long and and that's a lot of confidence right there right i mean yeah he's sitting there he's committing to that one fish you know, and yeah, it's one of those things that if you got, you kind of have to do it 
to have the confidence in there. Because you're just if me just telling you, yeah, it's going to take you two hours to catch a fish. That's not going to give you a lot of confidence, man. You know? <laughs> and you don't know what it's like to really try to catch one fish for two hours once you've done it. It's you know, it's not the funnest way to catch a fish. Oh no, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. I don't like I don't like fishing them on beds. But, I mean, you catch some great fish, but gosh, it is just like it's such a long, hard process to get them to bite, you know. Yeah, especially when you look at like the if you ever look at the standings and like you, you know, you're, you're, like the first hour I was there, I looked at it and like guys already had limits, and I, here I am, I'm still struggling to get a bite. It's just like <laughs> I'm that, but they hit your mind, and then you just start like, oh my god, I gotta make something happen now, even though I have seven hours left. But you know, it's just it, it, it was a weird weekend. And that's why I really want to talk to you because it's, you know, I think that's what I, I think something you said earlier, but that's like the. Uh, <clears throat> with the, the newer people, the more experienced people, I think that's like the breaking point. Like once you, once you learn how to do these certain things and, and you understand the mental aspect of it, you know that and that's exactly what Ryan and the other guys said. And like they don't have the same fears that I have going into like a uh, a tournament. You know, like they have their plan. They go out there and they and they try to make it work. Or me, I, I'm constantly second guessing myself. I'm constantly like I'm out there. Is this working? Am I wasting my time? What's you know the wind's doing this now? I wasn't prepared for that and all these different things that you know, that caused me to panic and, and make, you know, foolish decisions that didn't do anything for me, you know, during the actual tournament. Yeah. And you're an intense guy and, and so are other people out there, man. And it's a little harder for the more intense you are a little, it's harder because I mean, when you, you drive your intensity off of what you're doing, you know what I mean? When something's not working, it's intense. That's not working too. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, it works both ways. Yeah. 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 And when something's working, man, it's, you know, you're, you're extra pumped about it too, you know? It's yeah, and, and and you, I've seen the change in anglers, man, and and you can kind of see it when you're talking to these guys, because like, you'll meet someone and and there'll be a good fisherman and a good stick, but they haven't like quite proven themselves yet, like let's say on the tournament scene, so they're really quick to tell you like that, you know that, just tell you something about how they're catching fish or how they're doing something, and they seem a little anxious about it, right, you know. And then you see that same guy a year or two later after he's he's gone through his stuff and he's you know he's he's had a couple good tournaments he's found his his mental spot and man you'll just see how much more relaxed they are right. and how they don't feel like they need to you know tell you something or explain something to you and, and you can you can literally just see that they're just relaxed you know their right. shoulders are down their shoulders aren't all bunched up like this you know because they're just you know they're super tense about it because they really want you they, they know that they're good they just no one else you know other people don't yet because they haven't been around long enough you see that guy a couple years later and he's all relaxed and he's much more into the moment and hanging out and talking and not worrying about all the other stuff you, you see, you see it happen to. I've seen it happen to multiple people. I've seen it happen to myself, man. I right. mean, there was a time when I felt like I really had to prove myself at every single tournament. And now I'm like, if I have a bad one, it's no big deal. Right. Now, right. It happens, you know. I just, you know, on to the next. You know, nothing you can, you know. Now I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. Where when I first was getting into this, I was just like, oh man, I can't believe that. Oh, and it would crush me for weeks. <laughs> I'd be like replaying the stuff I did wrong and stuff and. Now it's now it's I just take my lessons and I just move on, and, you know, and that's the deal. I mean, that really is the deal in this sport, you know. Right. Well, that's what I want to talk about. Let's let's hit up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Kentucky Lake for a little bit. But uh, so what does it feel like to be traveling this, you know, traveling this far? Like, cause, you know, like we didn't like before we could just go anywhere. We could camp anywhere. We could stay anywhere. Airbnbs. Uh, what's what, what, 
like my, my biggest fear was the seasons, you know, coming back and, you know, these tournaments coming back and, uh, you know, traveling. It's like, I don't know what it's like going to be in other states or other cities as far as accommodations and restrictions and, you know, every state's doing things differently. Uh, you know, what are some of the things you're thinking about, you know, traveling to uh, Kentucky Lake, you know, stay, like, what's the plan? Um, so, you know, my buddy Mitchell got a house again. So we got a, like a bunch of people, like a 10 or 11 people stay at this house a little bit more than normal. But, uh, I mean, that's the plan. We got another Airbnb. They're, they're doing their thing down in Kentucky again. So we're able to get that. Um, I'm just going to, you know, keep myself clean and keep washing my hands a lot. I mean, right. you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything about the COVID virus in particular, other than that, you know, I'm just going to try to be clean as possible <laughs> right, right, um, right. with all this stupid stuff that's going on with it. Uh, and, you know, that's really it. And I'm not too worried about things being too different in Kentucky. I just want there to be a couple restaurants open down there so we can go out to eat, you know, right, right. Um, you know, and not get, you know, obviously I don't want to get sick down there or nothing, but yeah, I mean, you know, Ohio is almost all the way open now. Right. And uh, Indiana's pretty much open. Um, I was down in Tennessee for Chick, and they were, it was basically open down there, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm ready to get back at it, you know. I'm just ready to go. Let's, let, right. let's go. It seems like this is kind of behind us now, starting to be in the rearview mirror. Let's just all be smart, not cough on each other. And if you feel sick, <laughs> please don't don't come and hang around me. You know, and we'll all be good. You know, let's just, you know, let's just be practical and move on. Let's right. get the tournaments going, man. I'm right. ready. It's it, It's been too long for everybody. And, I, you know, it's just it's time to get this stuff going. Well, what are you what are you looking like thinking about this tournament? Because like I said, you've done some pretty big tournaments this year already. And there's, there's been a, you know, the beginning of the season was like just like awesome as far as, you know, the tournaments that were going on with Bass and Hobie and, you know, uh, KBF. Yeah. A lot of great tournaments, and uh, it's everything's been kind of shut down, and this one's coming up. There's going to be a lot of great sticks there. Like, people cannot shut up about uh, Kentucky Lake right now. Uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think about the competition going to be there, and what do you th- what do you think is the, the, like, the pressure is going to be like, uh, you know, with this being just kind of, you know, just kind of get, this is getting back into things, really. I know Chickamauga's had a few tournaments, but this is a, this is a big this is one. This is the first big one. This is the first so, big one. This is a big moment right now because, you know. This matters a lot. Right. This tournament matters a lot, and it matters a lot more than some people may realize. This is not just another Hobie Bass Open, which each one is a big deal, man. It is Kentucky Lake Hobie Bass Open. It is a Hobie Worlds qualifier. The guy who wins this gets a free trip to Worlds. So this is like, it's not just the money you win. You're going to win this whole life-changing experience. I mean, everyone I've talked to who's gone to the Hobie World said it's changed their lives. Every single person. There hasn't been – whether they can speak English or not, the guys who make it there all say the same thing. And so this tournament means a lot. And if you look at the roster, man, I mean, minus like literally two or three people, it is the best anglers in the country. Yeah. For a largemouth bass, I'm not, you know, taking not, – not saying it's for saltwater or nothing, but, uh, you know, for, for what we're doing – this is it, man. This is this is. I mean, this is the the biggest, most competitive event out there, man. It's two days. It's ten fish. It's on Kentucky Lake. Kentucky Lake is an ever changing lake, man. The fish have moved around. The ledge biting hasn't been as hot the past couple of years, so that's gonna have a huge change on how this whole outcome is gonna happen for this event, man. And and, and the pressure is is the list of names, man. I mean, it's just. 
it's it's everybody, man. It literally is anybody who wants to say that they're uh, for a better qual a better wordy elite angler is at this event, man. I mean, and this is how you cut your teeth when you're when you're not an elite angler. This is how you cut your teeth with those guys as you go to one of these events like this and do it, man. I mean, it's this is a big deal, man, for a lot of people. And uh, you know, anyone who wins this event or does well in this event, man, is going to get more publicity than they're probably used to or, or even really want. You know, it gets a little tiring, man. I mean, you know, doing uh, interviews like a week after a big event if if you're the man. You know, if right. you're the dude, it, it gets a little tiring. So it's. And it's hard to put it into words, and I'm not, and I'm doing a really lousy job at putting in how much it means into words. It's not like a really good word to describe how epic it is, how amazing it's going to be. Um, the level of competition is going to be incredibly stiff, man. You know, I mean, all the Hobie guys want this so bad. You know, it's open to anybody. So you get all these Jackson guys, and they want it so bad too because it's a Hobie event. Right, you know, right. People, the new canoe guys, they've already done well at some of the Hobie events. They want another one. I mean, the level of competition is really just unparalleled, honestly. Nice, nice. I, I bet you it breaks 100 anglers, and when you look down that list, you're going to be like, I think those are the top 90 guys in the country right there. Right. You know. Well, damn, man. I wish you the best, man. Good luck. Uh, so it sounds like you're going to need it. Uh, but yeah. I. I'm gonna give you, you know, here's your chance, man. I, you've been on the show before, and you've thanked people before, but yeah, I know that you gotta give love to people who deserve it. So, why don't you go ahead and thank who you need to thank, and then we'll wrap this thing up, man. All right, uh, I mean, you know, big shout out to Hobie, longtime sponsor, best kayaks made. I mean, check them out. The Hobie 360 Pro Anglers, unbelievable. Um, Strictly Sail, huge shout out. They're my Hobie dealer, and they sell all types of kayaks here in the in the Midwest, and they ship anywhere. Uh, fishing online. Big sponsor, Torquedo, Yak Attack, Never Lost Leashes, uh, St. Croix Rods. Couldn't do it without those guys. Um, you know, uh, uh, Catch Boards, you know, the best measuring device out there. You know, and everybody's using them now. Everyone's getting a, getting a taste of the catch goodness. Um, you know, and those guys are the guys who support me. So, I mean, I encourage everybody to look them up. They're all really great U.S.-made companies, you know. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate you coming to the show, and I'll have you back on next time I have a disaster and I need someone to talk to. You seem to be the guy, <laughs> seem to, be the guy to go to for some shit like that. But uh, good luck, man. Uh, safe travels. Have fun. And uh, we'll be looking forward to see what the results are, all right? All right, man. Thanks, Josh. See you later. See you later.